0: Joining us for the PHNX Suns post game show. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Saul Bookman, Gerald Borgay, and Espo, and the Phoenix Suns defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 128 to 118, and that is officially. Five in a row, gentlemen. Nothing like Sunday sacks,
1: baby.
2: Let's get it going. No way. you just dropped it. I mean, was say afternoon sacks, but hey, it, all, it Sunday, all works the same. Sunday
0: afternoon sacks sounds pretty nice. Gerald, did you not know they were
2: going to do something cool. like that? Apparently you Sundays are known. for sex. Yeah, I mean, You should yeah. <laughs> There we go. Sweet, sweet Saxon, baby. Let's go. <laughs>
0: how y'all Five all row. Uh, how y'all feeling good, after that one? Good,
2: good. Listen, like we talked about um, how they fell apart against OKC a couple weeks back. Um, third quarter struggles and throwing the ball away and all this other stuff. And even though it wasn't the prettiest in the third quarter, uh, when they made the runs, when OKC made the runs, the Suns held it together, bounced back, extended the lead. And, yeah, it fluctuated a little bit, but uh, it didn't feel like we were in trouble tonight. Um, that That's, A, because of KD being in the fold as well, but also, listen, Devin Booker's growing. Uh, I mean, shit, I, I, he's just a tremendous all-around player, and I feel like at some point we're going to stop talking about not only how dominant he is on the offensive end as a scorer um, and his growth on the defensive end, but being able to put it all together um, and really, really, f- you know, flourish as an all-around player, you can't even just say that, that he's just good scoring and, and, and passing. Like, he does it all. Mm-hmm. He legitimately does it all. And I know he's had some good games this year where he's, you know, he's come close to triple-doubles and he's had, you know, if at least five in the rebound and assist column while dropping 30. But it, it feels like now that Katie's in the fold, that's going to elevate even more. And it's just, man, it's fun to watch him play basketball, period. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to say it. I think this Kevin Durant guy might be good. He, he might better. be all right. This he might be all
1: right.
3: Bit.
1: Just a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, you you look at his numbers, and they're very well balanced. Obviously, the scoring jumps out at you. But the blocks that he had in transition, that big one yeah. on SGA, that was huge down the stretch. Some of the passes he was making in the pocket to DA, he's come in and immediately trusted uh, not just his teammates, but his big men in particular, with a lot of those passes on some of the pick and rolls, and mm-hmm. almost to point of a fault sometimes with busy some of the feeds he's given him. But uh, that's what you love to see because that's what it takes to make this work, and that's why, as we've been saying, he's one of the most adaptable superstars the NBA has ever seen.
1: If that block happens in the playoffs, everybody's talking about it for at least a day or yeah. two. Mm-hmm. It was that unbelievable, and it helped close the door completely on OKC there. That was unbelievable by Kevin Durant. Uh, and we still haven't seen full Kevin Durant yet. We've seen uh, we've seen flashes of that of that guy, but I mean even tweaked his ankle a little bit tonight and still went out there and did pretty things. I lo- I, I still there's something about his back to the basket turnaround and hmm. uh, you know jumper that I, I get tingly. It reminds me of that reminds me of the 90s game that we uh, grew up
2: watching. You know. Yeah. I mean, listen, you can start to see how they're starting to gel um, and not. And when you're talking about gel, I, I think there's a misconception that, like, when you when you talk about gel, that means all five players are are playing at a high level. That's not necessarily gelling. Mm-hmm. Gelling means all five players knowing their role and more importantly, knowing where to go with the ball in key moments. Mm-hmm. Um, KD was getting double-teamed basically on the touch every single time. He knew exactly where to go with the ball, and in turn, everybody else's rotations with the ball freed up KD and some some mismatches when, when OKC would switch. That's what we're talking about, about chemistry, finding each other, knowing where everybody's going to be. It's beautiful. And listen, we saw on multiple occasions, uh, like just – the team basketball aspect of this, there was a three on two fast break mm-hmm. that I just absolutely loved because it went from one side to the middle, back to the left mm-hmm. and Booker got a dunk and it started with KD. It was fantastic. I loved it.
3: Yeah. And I mean, you look at the bench production to your point about gelling doesn't mean everybody's playing fantastic. Like there are going to be games in the playoffs too, where certain guys struggle. And we saw it a little bit tonight. Like, Terrence Ross was zero for two from three. Landry Shamit, he was one for four until he hit that final three that was like basically garbage time to seal the deal. Um, T.J. Warren, he took a couple of bad threes near the end of that third quarter. Like there I mean, they were, were, they were good threes. They were just bad shots. One of them was good. One of them, I think he shot with like ten 16, seconds 16, yeah, left. Yeah, yeah right, and it was right. like, you but he was wide
2: that. open.
3: He was, but <laughs> but the point is like. Guys are going to miss shots. Guys are going to struggle from time to time. But when you are able to still get through some of those struggles, still, you know, weather the storms and get through an opponent's run, that's the thing that matters most. And they kind of it was like that line from Avengers when he was like, we have a Hulk, like we have a Kevin Durant who can (laughs) come out there and just hit corner threes because the way that their defensive rotations are, they're going to have to give those up sometimes. Um, And and it's just unfair because immediately after he hits those two corner threes, they run the middle pick and roll with Chris Paul and D.A., and D.A. gets an easy one. And it's just little things like that that are going to be really hard to stop.
1: Yeah, well, you take it back to a year ago this time, right? And people started double teaming Devin Booker and CP3 when they brought the ball up, right, getting physical. Mm. OKC tried that tonight. And and not to the greatest uh, effect because now at one point in the fourth, you had Devin Booker and Kevin Durant at the top, Chris Paul in the wing, and you're going, okay, there's three elite ball handlers out here. Yeah. You can't double any of these guys effectively or force them the way that, you know, that in particular the Pels tried to do with the Suns last year because now you've got you've got a whole group of guys that can do this. That's, that's something that I think is very underrated. And the fact that you can put Chris Paul in the corner now, Mm. and not have to worry about him being the primary guy at the top of the key, trying to dribble the air of the ball, facilitating everything, should go a long way.
3: Yeah. yeah, and that's something that stood out too tonight, and it's what I'll be writing about for tomorrow, is Chris Paul being able to attack some of those openings a little bit more, whether he's off the ball or whether he's on the ball and has a little bit more space to operate with KD in the corner, um, you know, those corner threes that KD had, and then him being able to get to his midy, hit those threes when they're wide open, like, Those are the things that are going to make all the difference come playoff time. And I thought tonight was one of his more complete performances in that regard.
0: Uh, Chris in the chat said that totally felt like a finals type of game to me. SGA equals Giannis with the parade to the free throw line. Best one of the season, in my opinion. Which one of you were talking about pregame? You, you said yeah. something about this potentially being one of the better games we've seen.
1: Uh, when it comes to with Kevin Durant, right. yeah, because originally we had thought that Mavs game was going to be the big one. You know, a big deal. KD wins it towards the end. Well, the Mavs haven't really been anything. Saul so did bring up uh, the, the Minnesota game, and, and I'll give him that. That was uh, an impressive win, too. But I think tonight, with as much as OKC had on the line and as important as it is to the Suns to keep that – Fourth seed, I think this was the best win we've seen since KD's coming. See, in.
2: I, I I, I, see where you're going with that. I, After thinking about it some more, I actually do. I know the Mavericks have fallen off, mm-hmm. but because of the stigma of the Mavs and Luka and Kyrie and the baggage and all that stuff, and that game was not going our way from beginning to finish. It was a struggle. And then the fourth quarter, they had some big buckets. Other guys stepped up, ish, hit, stepped up, mm-hmm. hit those couple threes, and then you gave it to KD to finish it off. I felt like from a from a adversity perspective and overcoming that, I felt like that was the best win with KD, but these last two have been very very solid and you're right. Because OKC had a lot on the line, they're playing as hard as they can to try and get that that one of those spots in the playoffs. Um it's it's it can be tough when you're playing it against a team like that and you can hear their crowd is really really into it, but the Suns are Obviously, one of the best teams in in the country.
0: Yeah. And to your point, early on when we started this show, you talked about weathering the storm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I think we're going to have to find a way to get a little bit used to, unfortunately, because it seems to be a reoccurring theme with the Suns coming out of halftime. Not really having as much energy. Hopefully, that changes come playoffs. But... If it doesn't, at least we know that they're capable, more than capable, of turning it back on.
1: But this is the way playoffs go, too. I mean, teams aren't going to roll over and die in the playoffs. Right. Even if you go up double digits in a first half, they're going to find a way to fight back. What I've liked is this team has found a way to be clutch again, right? Right. Mm. this fourth quarter those final five minutes they did everything the little things on both the defensive and offensive end the smart plays like chris paul uh well when they were trying to run down time in the in the final two minutes (laughs) or you know letting the ball roll and kill time but then also he drives down the (laughs) lane and he could have attempted a real tough layup but he was smart enough to bring it back out Mm. and kill more of the time like they're doing the little things that make me feel comfortable with this team in the clutch minutes like we did you know, last year and the year before in those final five. But now you add in Kevin freaking Durant on top of what you had and you feel really confident about all that. Yeah, yeah.
3: They, they won the fourth quarter by one point. And to their credit, when the third quarter, I think the Thunder got it down to like five or six they responded and only lost that quarter by five points. So a much better response yeah. compared to some of the third quarters that we've seen. And I think that is part of the adjustment to your point with a new guy like Kevin Durant is learning, okay, we're good at building these leads. Now, how do we sustain them um, with the rotations that are out on the floor? So I, th- I think that's an adjustment process for sure. But tonight was definitely a step in the right direction. Even if they did for a couple minutes, there look like they were going to fall back into that same pattern. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we talked a lot about Kevin Durant. So I think it's time that we just go ahead and give him his flowers. Let's do it. Oh, let me Kevin hear Durant, it. Let me flower hear it. father.
2: Let me hear it. Let me hear it. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah. It's time to name
1: the flower father. <laughs> Kevin Durant made an offer that they couldn't refuse. And he took care of the OKC Thunder. It was a beautiful thing.
2: You went from this, oh, let's hand out flowers, to all of a sudden this became like some mob, mafia-type, villainy-type
0: type We are villains, are we not? He's a Slim Reba. Oh, my God. Kevin
2: Briden finished
0: with 35 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, and he also had two blocked shots tonight. He's 3-7 for me. Glad you finally, hit those threes because they helped me out quite a bit yes. when it comes to my bets, But for all of the reasons we talked about, Kevin Durant is our flower father of the evening, and he is wearing the beautiful flower crown.
1: Hey, Kevin Durant,
2: leave the, the gun, take the cannolis! <laughs> Are you just going to pull out every <laughs> Italian stereotype right now?
0: Yes. He's going to be all It's a media Mario! <laughs> oh, my, God. Oh, oh, my goodness gracious. I
3: Gerald wasn't, wasn't here for the first time. I wasn't. No. So
0: what do you think, Gerald? Because this was the first time you got to experience it live. How do you feel? Yes or no?
3: Offended? I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we did warn you.
3: No, you did warn me. He's lucky he's Italian, that's all. Yeah, I, say.
2: <laughs> I know. I I I mean I, I feel like I could really fed my own Co- people here. Coach said this is why we are hated. I hate me now.
0: <laughs> I mean Eli said Asco's performances are art, so it's subjective. It's subjective, that's oh, all, baby. you know. Hey, okay. appa-
2: thank you. And apparently the music was extremely loud because everybody in town's like, damn, that was loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that part for <laughs> sure. <laughs> 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 Lord, have mercy. Can uh,
1: says, Can Espo dub over the Mario movie? Oh, God.
3: Hey, Princess
0: Peach. Said, Let
3: Gert do the Italian
0: voice.
1: Oh, Gerald, no. you want
0: to do it next
3: time? I, I, I'll try next time. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Gerald's going to be the a little. father next time.
2: Add roulette.
0: <laughs> oh <love this>.
2: God! Okay, <laughs> it's
0: an so those Italian, Italian fight. <laughs> those three threes from KD. I'm really glad that they finally started to fall because it took a hot minute for a three to fall for KD tonight, and it was the last leg of my bet over on Bet MGM that I needed to hit, which let me win my bet of the evening. I know it was only a plus 110 or whatever, but still a win is a win. Gentlemen, did you guys hit your bets tonight? No,
2: because Josh Akogi decided to just shit on all my dreams tonight. Mm. So, oh. yeah, he's the only thing that didn't hit on that parlay. Thanks, Josh. All you needed was 14 PRA. Thought that was pretty low because you always rebound. You didn't really rebound too much tonight, and you hurt my soul. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, I hit mine if the game had ended in the third quarter.
0: Yes. Not great,
2: Bob. A little
0: too low there. So yeah. What does the leaderboard look like now, Emma? Lindsay, she's looking so cute.
2: No, she's not. So yes,
0: Saul has $256.63. Ooh, I finally hit 300. All right. 301.54. <laughs> I suppose back down in the ones. 194.50. D-
2: again, again, we have four more games left. Yes. Four more games left. Four I mean, more <laughs> games left, and the
0: last game, we officially decided on Friday that we would do what? What Je- is it? Jeopardy yeah, rules? Basically. Is that what it was?
2: Bet
1: you can bet as much as you want on the as final much one. as
0: you have in your bank account. Yes. Yes. So up to three hundred one for me, one ninety something for Espo, two sixty something for all. Uh,
2: <laughs> listen, with all due respect. Whoever's in second and third, we already know they're going all in. Like what? that's just
1: what's going to happen. Let me just let me just say this: with my chances, I think I again, forget about it.
0: <laughs> I got no shot here. All right, it'll as be long, fun though.
2: As long as you don't fall to less than half of what Lindsay has, you'll be okay. Just don't get lapped, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, basically. That makes
0: sense. <laughs> I don't know, but if you guys haven't gotten in on the action over at BetMGM, you absolutely should. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX and you will get up to $200 in bonus bets on your first wager again with BetMGM. So here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app, sign up using bonus code PHNX, place a pregame Moneyline wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price, and you will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager Just make sure, again, you use that bonus code, P-H-N-X, when you sign up. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Okay, we got a super chat from Devin. So, Devin sent us a super chat in the pregame show and <laughs> said that I place bets, uh, sports bets, like his grandma plays bingo. <laughs> yes. And then they sent another one that says, Lindsay, my grandma was a badass, and so are you. You're my favorite to win this thing.
2: Listen, Devin, don't, Thanks, you, Devin. don't Thank you, you, <laughs> you, Devin, don't you, don't you, Cower down. We appreciate you for being here and back down from what you said in the pregame. You were trying <laughs> to sabotage Lindsay. You stand by that. <laughs> was it a,
0: was it trying to sabotage, or was Devin just letting us know that his grandma plays bingo the right way and wins all the we're
3: time? Just, right
1: you still gamble like an old lady? Let's not. Yeah. That's ethical,
3: bingo. Ethical, yeah. Bingo. Yeah. ethical bingo. <laughs>
0: ethical bingo. Ethical bingo. Ethical bingo. Ethical basketball. <laughs> ethical <laughs> wedding. That's what we're doing around these parts. <laughs> when <times>. has
2: <laughs> ever being compared to your grandparents outside of maybe your character <laughs> been a good thing? Um.
0: I mean, I think it's dependent on you the You drive like
2: your grandma. <laughs> you play basketball like your grandpa. Like none of that is good. What about you bake cookies like your grandma? Stop oh, Gerald. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stop <Gerald>. That's
0: right.
2: <laughs> what if she was a shitty cook? Okay. Gerald gotcha. <laughs> I will allow Gerald it.
0: gotcha. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's hot.
0: Oh my goodness. Also, guys, guess what? We have really exciting news. What's that? We have a new ad partner we do yeah that's what you're gonna tell us all i am about gonna it.
1: tell you all about them it's fubo tv and oh, these yeah. people have have helped me out big time because i was paying 20 bucks a month to a group of people that didn't deserve my 20 bucks is what i'm gonna say you can figure out who i'm talking about they carry the games all right and now fubo tv has bally sports arizona on their streaming service and i don't have to pay 20 bucks a month directly to them i can pay it to fubo and get over 140 channels of movies sports anything and everything i get cooking channels things i wouldn't watch if you paid me to (laughs) all sorts of things Uh, and that's what i love i love the variety because there's nothing like flipping through finding something to watch and knowing that you spent your money on a company that you believe in fubo tv is that for me when it comes to the great television that they offer. Make sure to check the link in our uh, description here to sign up. You won't regret it because you can get Bally Sports Arizona, you can get ESPN, you can get all the big sports channels. You're not going to miss a game ever again. And that's important with the playoffs coming up. You're going to be wa- wanting to watch. Them. So click that uh, link in the description. Go to fubo FuboTV.com slash P-H-N-X. That's FuboTV.com slash P-H-N-X since I butchered it the first time I said it. <laughs> uh, and you can watch uh, the Suns, Dimebacks, Coyotes, and any and all of your sports with FuboTV. Use that link in the description. You're going to get 15% off your first month. Check them out. I highly recommend it. You can scan that QR code on uh, on your screen as well.
0: I'm really excited about this because now I can watch way more things that I could not watch without utilizing a certain device on your computer mm-hmm. beforehand. And and now I'm really excited that I don't. So you don't to have to
2: steal. That thing. You don't have to steal anymore.
0: I didn't say that. <laughs> Fubo,
2: Fubo TV
1: is like having a VPN that you legally can use. Is exactly. what you're you
0: said. Also, go. I'm glad that you said Fubo before me because I was just about to say I can't wait to call them Fubo. Like, it's going to (laughs) happen.
1: Look, I I loved those jeans in the 90s more than anything, so that's why I say it. Did really I, wear fubu jeans? Gonna happen. Oh, I didn't wear Yeah, I didn't think <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> like, fubu man. jeans at Greg Esposito. They were quite the pair at high
2: school. I was like, there's no fucking way I was going <laughs> to wear fubu at Seton Catholic. There's no way.
0: <laughs> no, there's I wore a no uniform
1: way. every day. I, it's a, oh, you
0: wore a uniform?
2: Yes,
1: greatest thing ever. You don't have to think about what the fuck you're going to wear because it's already in your closet chosen oh. for you every day.
0: I hated wearing uniforms. I loved it. Absolutely hated it. All right, we got a couple of super chats to get to here. Uh, First and foremost, Alec wants to know, is anyone else nervous about Golden State in the first round? I'm nervous
2: about everybody. I don't care. (laughs) After last year... I'm not overlooking anybody. We didn't That's think we were going to be, get beat by the Mavs. We up 2-0. We were dominating. We had Luka looking like a pigeon. And then they take four out of five in Molly Wappas in game seven. I'm not look, overlooking anybody. Everybody is dangerous. You got to go into it this year thinking anybody can beat you because we know from this team, if they go in lighthearted against a the team, they will get beat. I don't mean, care if they have Kevin Durant or not. They will get beat. You got to come with it every single game. This is the most wide open Western Conference we've ever seen in our lives. You got to come with it.
1: Look, Ooh. I I agree with that assessment. I'm not overlooking anybody. I'm concerned about about everybody at this point, but I'm extra concerned when it comes to the Warriors. I, I know everybody's like, well, look, you know, the punch and everything. I don't care. They're still. The core of that that team that won last year uh, that basically has been a dynasty over the last ten. I'm not I'm not taking them lightly. In a split second, that team can catch fire, and all of a sudden, doesn't matter if you have KD or Book, you're in trouble, uh, and that worries me. I I I very much want the Clippers over over the Warriors because, as I said in the pregame. You they you know for a fact they're not going to have Paul George in round one. They're saying they'll be lucky to get him if they if they get into round two. Mm-hmm. So you're you're getting a team that doesn't have their full arsenal of guys, doesn't have their full defensive potential out there, uh, and is wounded offensively from that. Now I, you know I I would like that more than I'd like the Warriors, but as Saul said, nobody's easy. This is this is going to be difficult every single round. In this. This playoff run.
3: Yeah. I mean, the Warriors obviously have that championship experience. They have that ability, possibly, to just flick the switch once the playoffs roll around and they could be dangerous. I would, out of the teams that are in that range, probably think it would be least beneficial for the Suns to face them in the first mm-hmm. round. But at the same time, their road record is what it is. They are just a weird, very different team on the road. And maybe that changes in the playoffs, but like, Right now, they're struggling with a Nuggets squad that's not even playing Nikola Jokic tonight. So they're just different on the road, and as long as the Suns stay in that four spot, the way that they played them this season, I think they're 3-1 and against the Warriors this season, and the one game that they lost, like, Clay went the hell off in that first quarter, and they still found a way to make it close down the stretch, and that was without Kevin Durant. So I do feel confident in that matchup. It's probably the least favorite of the bunch, but... I mean, it is what it is. You're going to have to beat good teams in the West. It's wide open this year. Every team poses a lot of different challenges, and they also have a lot of glaring weaknesses this year. Um, so if they have to face them in the first round, take care of who's in front of you in advance. I think,
2: I, think if you're, if, I think we always forget this, right? Chris Paul, I think, will have every opportunity to really make sure that this team is focused going into the playoffs because, legit, it could be his last run and his last opportunity to try and get a ring. We don't know what's going to happen next year. We don't know how contracts are going to play out. We don't know who's going to get moved here and there. Like, Chris Paul, this is it. This is your best opportunity besides the, the fact uh, that you had one two years ago in the finals and you were this close. This is it. I, I'm i almost certain that he's going to come ready to play. Booker knows that this is one of his better opportunities uh, and may possibly his best one, even since 2021. So, I would be shocked if this team didn't show up for the playoffs. I doubt they won't. They're gonna they're gonna be ready. But again, you can't overlook anybody. Even if we got the Clippers as a five seed, you still can't just take it for granted that you're just gonna go right through them. Everybody's dangerous, um, and I'm excited. I think this is gonna be the funnest playoffs we've we've ever seen.
1: I, I, think I hope
2: so. People need to get in their cardio over the next two weeks and
1: strengthen that heart because <laughs> I think yeah. we're gonna be in for long series. Tough series, uh, and, and maybe some buzzer-beater kind of games that are gonna uh, gonna get us excited. So, mm, yeah.
0: all right, uh, Psycho Blue, hey Psycho Blue, haven't seen you in a minute. Thank you for your super chat. They said if we beat the Warriors in round one, I need volunteers to raid my main NBA Discord, full of rude Warrior fans and Luka stands. Let's make them all solar.
1: Okay, I think that's we got, fair. We got your back. We
0: could do that. Challenge accepted. I think that would be kind of fun. Do like a raid but Discord wise instead of YouTube wise, right? Yeah. I like that idea. What are you guys laughing at in the chat? Mm. You have uh, tiny baby
2: feet. I got yeah. tiny baby feet. So I easy. suppose
0: burner says, bruh, Lindsay has tiny baby feet.
2: LOL. In the camera, I'm like, damn, you do it. It just looks
0: small. And it, they're Cortez. So the Cortez will automatically make them look a little smaller. The
2: stool makes them look too. And smaller the stool too.
0: also doesn't help. It's, a and normal, the fact it's an that average small. size. I wear a seven and a half. It's an average I size. I didn't
2: think you were like uh, like a small person, but like it feels like every day that goes by, I'm like, you get smaller and smaller in the chair. And I don't know why. <laughs>
0: maybe I'm wearing less, just, larger she pieces of clothing. In the wintertime, I come no, in with a big old coat. No that's jacking. like three times the size of what it should be. She was
3: channeling her grandma energy during that game. I look over and she's sitting here like this, watching the game. It. And Landry misses a shot. She goes, oh, Landry. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. Lindsay is such an old person, I swear. She <laughs> also said Kevin Durant
3: was shooting the
1: three, like, dra- Dragon and Bender. Yeah. No, 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 no,
0: no. (laughs) I just called him (laughs) Kevin Durant.
3: Kevin
1: Durant. Because that's
0: what he was acting like when it came to threes early on. So I was just talking a little shit (laughs) to get him to make a three, and it worked. Uh, After I said it, he hit three. You're welcome. He did. You're welcome.
1: By the way, on your foot size, (laughs) I don't think it helps that I stick my big size 13 foot out like this, and you're on the other end, and
2: there's like that weird visual comparison. I mean, my... I mean, my shoes look small in this picture, too. So. Yeah.
0: It's just different angles. That's all. No big deal. All right. couple more. Uh, the buck stops here, says headband power. We did get headband booked tonight. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the worst performance from Devin. He finished yes. with 22 points. He had 10 assists. Mm-hmm. That was nice. And five rebounds.
1: Yeah. Uh, I heard a rumor. He got a head tattoo. That's oh, is that what it at. is? Oh, a head tattoo.
0: <laughs> okay, he I'm kinda... lying.
1: <laughs> just so you know.
0: am I? Was I the only one that sort of saw like right here on the, the top of his nose? It kind of looked like it was a little bruised. But if a he had gotten bit? hit in the nose, you would think he would have bruising under his eye, too. Yeah, I could be wrong, but it maybe. did kind of look like it. So maybe he did accidentally get like a cut or something on his forehead and he just wanted to like <laughs> keep it protected. I don't was it know. wasn't a
1: headband. It was a bandage for,
2: for his wound. Like,
0: what? I don't know. It was just a rumor <laughs> that was out there. And I was like, I'll lean into that. Why not?
2: Somebody said grandma energy. And now I can't think of BGE. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Big grandma <laughs> got energy. Got that big grandma that energy. Big grandma
0: energy. <laughs> 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 Grandmas are the best. Grandmas are literally goaded so (laughs) fine I'm down all right so speaking of book Luis also (laughs) sent us a super chat uh they said love the W and I hate to be that guy but Booker had the ball stolen two times you would think he'd learn from the finals happening too frequently now they need to clean up the turnovers before playoffs
1: okay I I noticed this but they were both they got it got hit from behind Mm. you know uh he had the one time uh that it got hit from behind and they took off the other way and the other time it got hit out and went straight to da for everybody. it it was like the best uh, yeah. the best at case scenario because da was cutting to the hoop and they they knocked the ball out of book from behind and it went straight to da uh, i thought he
2: was going that way anyway but yeah
3: yeah i mean he needs to take better care of the ball he had five turnovers tonight he's had a couple of high turnover games recently but uh like in particular that third quarter the other night when things fell apart but, like, he also had 10 assists tonight. He was pretty good at moving the ball. Um, and he was facing constant double teams for the majority of the night, constantly shifting defenses. I thought he did a pretty good job outside of the turnovers. Those need to come down a little bit. But fortunately, the team took care of the ball as a whole, only 13 as a team. So yeah. you can live with that if you're getting this type of production out of him and
2: especially out of, you know, 35-5-5 and out of Durant. Jay says, I had my first grade girlfriend stolen. No big deal. Hashtag we good. Uh,
1: all right. right. <laughs> you should clarify the girlfriend you had when you were in first grade. Oh, right. Jesus.
2: Espo. Oh, <laughs> no, we God. all knew that. Nobody thought all knew Help <laughs> <laughs> here. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh, God. Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hello. We have a couple more super chats. Uh, James, thank you for your super chat set. Great win tonight against a feisty team. Not thrilled. We assisted the Lakers. Gerald, quote, say my name. Nice shirt.
3: Well, thank you. The danger over here.
1: <laughs>
0: there you go. You got it. There you go. Nice shirt, I'm Gerald. Thanks, James, for your super <laughs> chat. Speaking of like assisting or not, uh, did y'all see the end of that Mavs game?
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. That was wild. <laughs> Both
3: endings.
1: <laughs> I know, right?
0: I just I just had to throw a little tiny jab Sorry. in there. Sorry, uh, JaVale. Or JaVale. I know. Poor guy. And the worst part is the Espo, like, you called it. You're like, he's going to miss one of these, if if not two of them. He's shooting 54% of the line. Math
2: told me it.
0: I know, but it's still sad. (laughs) All right, a couple more. RV, thank you for your super chat. Said, let's go, Suns. Katie rocks. That he does. That he does. We're five in a row right now. And Espo's burner wants to know, Saul, will you keep your promise and hug Espo if the Suns win 10 straight? Also, in addition to that, wants to know: Will you guys bring on the Suns YouTuber Ignorance and Basketball?
2: If you want I to don't hug re- from him, you should I just don't ask. recall. You <laughs> did, did say this you ten did. in a row. Yeah, yes. you
0: did. okay, ten in a row. But, you
1: got it. But 10 hold in on, a row. they can't win ten in a row in the regular season. Does the playoffs? Do can't, you? Can't,
0: That's right. they only have to win have game left, one huh? of their.
1: Yeah, they'd have to win out. Depends on how much of
2: an asshole I want to be right
0: now. (laughs) I feel like if they go undefeated the rest of the regular season, you should let it be. No, that's not the
2: deal. You got to win ten in a row. I don't. Listen, I'll give you the ten in a row. Doesn't matter if it bleeds over into the playoffs. I'll give you ten in a row. Okay. Okay. But we're not stopping at the end of the regular season just to make everybody feel good. Let's just say it. Fuck your hugs. If
1: (laughs) if, If they win, if they win a title. So
0: honestly,
2: bro, oh, you need a hug bro. and a high five. Yes,
0: like God damn, a hug from Espo, it's all. Yeah. Do you know how many people you I hug all hug. the time? One. Zero. Bro, no one. One. Your wife. That's it. No. Your kids. Sometimes.
2: Hey, no, all the time. <laughs> Don't even start. Yeah, those are the people I hug all the time.
0: Yeah, but I feel like sometimes you when need you need a get a hug Saul others, hug, too. Okay. It's really scary. I,
2: it's it's not, it's, but it's it's really scary. Yes, it's like why? Are because you it doing never this? happens. What's coming? Yeah, next? because it never okay. happens. But you know, I care about you. That's and we just haven't gotten there yet. He, I've been with Espo. Oh. I've hugged Espo before. Mm-hmm. It's been a while.
0: It has been a while. It has. Yeah. Maybe, I hugged him in maybe, Vegas last year. You hugged me
2: since then. We that will see open, it in yeah. the
0: first round of the playoffs.
2: I mean, that we nice. did get into like a shouting match. A couple months ago, and afterwards we hugged yeah, it we out. we hugged it out. There you go. Because you, you, got, yeah, you, you gotta hug it out. You gotta hug it out, bitch. Let's go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> your that's how we know we're cool again. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, yeah, we yelled at each S- other. Espo
2: is the one guy that I've ever come across where he could be absolutely furious, and I could be absolutely furious, and we could cuss each other out, and we go our separate ways for like five minutes, and then we both come back and we're like, I love you. I love you too. Okay. <laughs> then we move on. And it's over. It's like a, it's the craziest thing. I've never had that with anybody else where you just the the argument's done and we we've moved on. Mostly because dope. I
1: think when we yell at each other, it has very little to do with each other. <laughs> yes, it's very true. <laughs> this is very true. Damn, is they're just true. yelling
3: at each other over you and me. That's I cool. All the
0: time. I know, right? <laughs> I,
1: yes, I do just have a log that I, I put date and time of when Bookman hugs occur. It's so. So, like, do you
0: remember this time? Okay, last one from Eli. They you said, damn, look at your mm-hmm. shirt.
2: Yeah, That's what Eli Slim likes Reaper. your shirt.
0: This is the Slim Valley Reaper shirt that is available at phnxlocker.com. Get it. You should get it. Um, and also we have a kind of cool deal going on right now. So you can get both the Slim Valley Reaper and the Assassin shirt uh, together and you'll also get an exclusive sticker pack for free. When you get both of those shirts at the same time, those are all available again at phnxlocker.com. So grab them and be ready for the playoffs. Also, if you become a diehard, you can get one of them for free. You can pick your own shirt, Mm -hmm. whatever one you want from the locker and you get that one for free. You also get discounts on the merch so you can get one for free and then a discount on the second one or a discount on some sweatshirts. I know everyone's probably like, why would I buy a sweatshirt? Well, if you're like me, you wear sweatshirts year round. This is not a big deal. Um, You also get access to our Discord and Gerald's uh, newsletters that are specific to diehards, which you did mention that earlier today, right? You're putting one of those together. Yep.
3: There'll be one tomorrow on Chris Paul. Should be fun.
0: So check it out over at gophnx.com if you want to become a diehard. Also, if you are looking to book some fun this spring, check out Octane Raceway and Mavericks. They've got cart oh, racing, oh, oh. virtual reality, laser <laughs> tag, axe throwing, bowling, <laughs> arcade, <drink> great <laughs> food, and drinks. You can watch the NCAA championship game at Maverick in the trophy room grill and patio. And get a free $10 game card when you purchase an entree in the trophy room. Check out OctaneRaceway.com oh and Mavericks.com to learn more. Oh, my <laughs> that, was, that was something. <laughs> wow. I'm not mad at it. It's just that was interesting. I'm not entirely sure how to feel.
1: You ever see Tommy Boy?
0: No. <laughs> Probably you. You. Oh, my God. <laughs> New guy's over the corner puking his guts out. Uh, anyway. Okay. so I got it. We said in the pregame show that we would talk about the CBA and kind of all of the information that we have gotten thus far. Yeah. I don't know where you guys want to start because there's a lot. Do you want to start with the heavy hitting things like the salary cap? Or do you want to start with some of like the more lighthearted things like no more drug testing for marijuana?
1: Let's start with the lighter. Okay. let's do that. The heavier stuff uh, is going to maybe get us depressed.
0: Maybe it might take a few minutes and it'll be a lot too. So some of the easier things is that there's going to be no more testing for marijuana, which like... That should have happened a long time ago, but better late than never for these guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Y'all On, to. I'm guessing every one of you is in agreement that so that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> We're good here. Yeah, Are we absolutely. sure they've seriously been testing for, I don't I for
1: the years? No.
0: Probably
3: not since the bubble. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I think further back. I mean, I'm sorry, but Sean Marion always seemed like he had. uh he had a few, you, you
3: know. Like, I don't. That was still shit, David,
1: man. Like that was that was his answer half the time in an interview.
3: That was still David Stern's MBA. I don't yeah. know. I, I have a hard time buying that far back, but yeah, I, I think for a while now that's been the case, and I'm glad these guys should be able to have that outlet. Um,
2: Yeah. Listen, I, I you know I I know a lot of people that are not experienced with cannabis. Uh, We talk about OGs and listen to me, honestly, for me personally, it's changed my life because, you know, coming out of the military, I had a lot of PTSD, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. Um, And that that has been uh, another way for me to be able to just kind of take the edge off a little bit and relax. Um, The more real uh, sense of who I I've kind of wanted to be uh, has kind of come to life because of, you know, being smart, obviously, with with, uh, you know, weed and, and stuff like that. And so uh, I can't imagine the pressure that these players sometimes have to go through with the weight of like an entire state on your shoulders when you're going through the playoffs or you're not playing up to speed and you just you want to get home and you just kind of want to take the, the edge off a little bit and just kind of take your mind off of things. And, and that helps, you know. And so I think it's great for the NBA. I think it's great for the players as long as they don't abuse it which I don't think anybody's going to, right. um, I, I think you're good.
0: I think the biggest thing could be helping fall asleep. Like mm. we've talked about OGs and having like a little literal sleepy time edition gummy. Like sometimes when you're traveling on the road and you're getting into cities at four o'clock in the morning and you got to get up early the next day and go do practice or shoot around or whatever it may be, mm. sometimes you do need a little help falling asleep quickly and actually getting a decent amount of rest. So I'm not mad at it. They're They're adults especially if it's in a city or a state that recreational marijuana is legal, mm-hmm. then by all means, make your own decisions about it.
1: Yeah. Come on to Phoenix and be a free agent that signs here. Weed's legal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, But to me, too, the the other thing... I mean, the entire is, Western
2: Conference is legal except for <laughs>
1: Utah. Don't tell, <laughs> don't tell them that. It's only Phoenix. Hey, but uh, it also, just with the aches, the pains, this is a lot better than going... hardcore painkillers and those kind of things for for nba players and then did you guys ever see kevin durant on uh uh, david letterman's netflix show he did Mm. an interview last year Mm -mm. and they talked extensively about weed and and katie's like uh, david letterman asked him something to the extent of well how often do you smoke and he's like i'm high right now (laughs) like and i like so so it obviously isn't hurting Kevin Durant's performance in any yeah. way. So. Yeah.
0: so in addition to not testing for it anymore, players are also allowed to invest in cannabis as well as sports books and the W and NBA teams, which this is all really interesting. And obviously there is probably a lot more that will come out around the rules and regulations of all of these things because athletes sports book athletes owning part of the team that maybe they're playing for like it it there's going to be a lot of gray area and I'm sure regulation around it but it is interesting.
1: I love the w part of it though. Because now a lot of these athletes can help grow the women's game, support that and you know a lot of them would love uh I mean being out there watching the games. I'm sure plenty of them are going to hop in and invest in in w teams and i think we can basically call this the lebron las vegas expansion team rule in this cba because (laughs) not knowing when lebron's going to retire and knowing that i mean he hasn't really hit it there's interest there and him wanting to own part of that franchise i think that's a big reason
3: why that part happened i'm interested to see how like the details of it the mechanisms they put in place for this sort of thing but it is interesting and it is uh, a good thing for the players to be able to get these stakes in particular teams as well. Um, You know, I know there's been a lot of talk over a lot of these CBA things like, Oh, this screws the players or this screws the players. Like this is huge for the players. I think moving forward and and sets a new standard that no other sports league has. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it's great because the women's game, I'm sorry if you haven't watched it, uh, especially like the the NCAA tournament this year, mm-hmm. I mean, it was phenomenal. And it, it, if you just if you're depriving yourself of watching women's basketball because you're just being obtuse and and you just listen, you just don't like ball if you don't like it. Like mm-hmm. it's great basketball. Um, and the the ability for NBA players to be able to invest, uh, honestly, I think is going to cause um, it's going to help because it's going to cause expansion because the, more players mm-hmm. will want to invest in teams. And I think that's great for the league. you know the, the WNBA should have more than just you know the, the 12 teams that they have. They should have more than that. And I, I'm excited for it. I'm, I think this is a great thing for the league. Um, the investments in, in the, the NBA teams, obviously, as Gerald said, like there's some some nuance to this that we don't know yet and how this is all gonna work out. Um, but I think it's great, and then the betting side of this, Again, being able to invest within betting partners. Like, I think it's cool as long as those lines are not blurred somehow, some way. That's my only fear. But, you know, we we can't cut the handoff before anything's happened. But
1: I think it's only fair that, and I know you're not saying they shouldn't, but I think it's only fair that players are allowed to invest in, in these sponsors, if the league's allowed to take money from them and everything, like the stigma of gambling and sports is no longer there because the leagues are now, you know, partnered with all these, with all these entities. So athletes should be able to invest and benefit from that as well, uh, in my mind. So, you know, if it's, if it's good for the league, it's good for the players is the way it should be.
0: Well, because without the players, you don't have a league. Without the league, you don't have a sports book. Yeah. Sorry. That's just how it goes. Okay. Everyone is asking about the in season tournament.
3: Yes. I don't (laughs) know
0: about this one because this is one that I have not read up on quite yet. Gerald, do you have like the details on how this is going to play out?
3: Um, I think they said it was going to be in December and it's going to be to, it's going to be kind of carving out a couple of regular season games. So the two finalists will end up playing one additional game by the end of the tournament. They'll play 83 games on the season. Everybody else will still be at 82. So I'm not entirely sure how they're going to manufacture that. So it's baked in that way. But that Um,
1: 83rd game doesn't count in
3: the standings or anything. Right, right. Does it happen in Vegas? I heard it might happen in Vegas, They're looking at Vegas, and it it would be, I think, 500K per player for the winning team that wins it all.
0: Per player?
2: That's kind of big
3: time. Per player. That's big time. So that's big time for the... Middle, nine, nine, lower 10, 11, guys. 12 guys. Yeah. Yeah. The max guys, maybe not so much. And look, this is kind of to me, it's taken this idea has taken a lot of flack on Twitter. A lot of people saying, Oh, this is lame, this is stupid. Why the NBA doing this? A lot of those same people said the same shit about the play-in tournament. Yep. Yep. and the play-in tournament and now is now fun as hell because the players give a shit. That's what this is all gonna come down to. Do the players give a shit about this tournament? Do they take the competition seriously? Because if they do, it's going to be fun as hell. It's more fun than just a random regular at Magic in December. Nobody gives a shit about that game. If there's a tournament with actual stakes and the players take it seriously and care, then it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it always comes down to the players. What
2: I would love to see, and you guys tell me wrong, is if there was some postseason benefit to winning the midseason tournament mm. or at least getting to the final of the midseason tournament. So that way, let's just say, for what instance, would that look like? how about this? How about what if whoever wins the midseason tournament uh, or actually, let me just say this, whoever wins each conference's side of the midseason tournament. I don't know if it's going to be conference specific yeah, or know. if it's just going to be wide open. Be open. Yeah. If it's open, that's even better. Uh, so let's just say the top two teams that get there from each conference, if it is that way. Um, they automatically, if for whatever reason they fall into that seven to ten play-in spot, they automatically get bumped to the six. So they don't have to play. They get a benefit of, not, of waiting that whole week because they made it to the championship game of the play-in tournament, and the sixth spot automatically falls to seven. Everybody else shifts down. I think that's a nice little benefit to winning the midseason tournament. So that way you get like close. a net. Yeah, A little bit of a safety net, yeah, because you balled out in the, in the earlier part of the season. Um, I, I think there has to be some type of tangible benefit for the team outside of just the $500,000 for this to really, really mean something. Otherwise you're still going to have guys that are like, you know, Kawhi's going to be like, yeah, I, I don't, I'll just sit this one out.
1: I mean, okay? what, maybe it's something to a lesser extent, but and this isn't great just off the top of my head, but priority in the buyout market, like or, 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 some, or, or some, something that gives you a benefit in trying to, add more or some extra exception. I don't know. But I agree with you. A, a little extra uh, would be great. But what I'm hoping is they say December, right? What's the NBA's big day? Christmas. It's Christmas Day. If you can make this m- these midseason tournament games that are supposed to count be part of your Christmas schedule, and all of a sudden it's like, the Christmas here's, tournament. The, here's the tournament yeah. Yeah. that all of a sudden these games have a little bit more intrigue. You up the TV ratings, you get things interesting, and then during that Christmas week, you play the other subsequent games in a championship game, say maybe on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you've made that holiday season very interesting for your sport. Mm-hmm. Or
2: you know, in talk talking about promotion from that seven to ten to six, if you, or maybe you get an automatic, you automatically get to shift up one seed depending on where the season ends. That's not a what bad if you idea. get pick here. I mean, so, so if we won the midseason tournament this year, um, we could jump up to that three spot and, and Sacramento would drop down to four because we won the midseason tournament. What do
0: you, I feel like you'd have to be allowed to pick. Right. I feel like if you want to jump up or not.
2: I feel, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like you'd have to be
3: like within a certain number of games to trigger that because like. The Kings are up by like five games on us or something like that. I feel like winning a midseason tournament would be kind of unfair if we just jumped the Kings.
1: What if you automatically
3: get the tiebreaker?
1: Uh, you but know, but the tiebreaker against seedings. who? Yeah, all we, of them? we
2: wouldn't even have that.
1: And if you wind up tied in any of your seating for the playoffs, and you won you the tournament, get them all? you
2: automatically get the mm. get the tiebreaker, or you so, get to kick one team out of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> it or oh, yeah. sorry denver bye yeah. no, you gonna
1: pick your first round opponent yeah. regardless or you get to pick yeah yeah
0: we'll
2: take
1: okc thank you <laughs> mm.
0: hello it's hilarious mid-season winner gets to punch a fan in the face when gets when they're disrespectful yeah, um, I don't like I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm on
1: board aggressive. with that, I'm on board that, with is that.
0: Aggressive.
1: or you're like, winner, I'm mad at it but it's aggressive winner can pick one fight in the rest of the season with no suspensions. Oh boy. Everybody be going at Pat Bev. <laughs> yeah. All it, 12 it really sons. Yeah. Pat Bev. Pat, Pat Bev.
2: Pat you know Bev <laughs> You know what though? The rest of his teammates would probably just stand around watching or pitch in, you know? Like, also, I do want to go back to this point about the Christmas Day, okay? So uh at every level, you, you know, high school, college, like Christmas tournaments are a thing. And so I think the fact that the NBA might have accidentally tapped into that, I think is amazing because it it brings you back to your, the originality of the game. Like that's what we grew up doing. Mm-hmm. You played in high school, you played in Christmas tournaments, you, you know, you're in college, you're playing in these Las Vegas tournaments or whatever. Uh, that's like the beginning of, of the season. Like, mm-hmm. and so the fact that the NBA would do this and follow suit, I think it's phenomenal. I like it. I'm not going to shit on this idea because I want to see it play out and see what happens. Uh, again, to your point, the play in. Every you know, a lot of people were like, Oh, the play in sucks. I've loved the play in yes. from day one because it's been very, very intriguing basketball. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Hello might actually be on to something. So a mid season winner doesn't play back to backs. Yeah, it'd
2: be hard to do that. <laughs> no, I would though. take that
0: one in a heartbeat though, if I could. I hate back to backs. And
2: honestly,
3: even if they don't come up with some like fun incentive for this team, what it is is what we put value in. Like if you think about it, the tournament at the end, obviously it's the end of the regular season. It's the championship, but we put value in that because it's the very end. It's, mm-hmm. It determines the winner. If you put value in a midseason tournament, it'll be more valuable. That's just the way it is. So if the players give a shit, we will give a shit too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it, it, what it should be since you have to play an 83rd game is the two teams that meet in that can, can choose to take one game off the rest of the year and get the automatic win. So then they play 82. That'd be fun.
0: I actually really like that one a lot, to be honest. Be that kind one's of fun. not fun. I really
1: don't want to play Orlando
0: on that Tuesday. We're, we're calling it in. We're taking the victory. Today Here's the, the card. You. Thank you. Come again. Uh, all I know is that if these tournaments or the championship game of that tournament ends up happening in Vegas and we're in it, we're going to travel very well because right. the proximity is just right there. And we already know where to pick up all of our snacks for the road trip. And get gas and all the things you'll need. And that, of course, is Circle K. Because Circle K is on almost every single corner here in Arizona. They're always stocked with the best stuff. They've got the greatest deals on gas. They've got great deals on iced coffee. They've got great deals on beer. They've got great deals on energy drinks. Literally anything and everything you need for a solid road trip, you will find at Circle K. So make sure you're not missing out. Uh, Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you.
2: Well, at Circle K, they have this thing called Four Peaks. Mm -hmm. And Four Peaks is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have the best beer in the state. It's not even close. And you can't really argue about that. That's just what I'm going to tell you. Uh, The cool thing about that is at Four Peaks right now, going on at the moment, they have this rainbow-infused, hazy IPS. What? IPS. I don't know what an IPS is. It's it's one letter away from something you don't want. So I hope this is something good. So it's (laughs) brewed with kiwi, guava, cherries, strawberries, pineapples, and peaches. And coming in at a whopping 6.5% ABV. This beer was brewed for and with Arizona's LBGTQ community. Proceeds from this beer go to a bunch of different organizations. One community, one in 10, Southwest Center, and Phoenix Pride. Um, It's pretty dope. You can only get it at the pub. So you should go on over there, get yourself a little growler and enjoy. But uh, they came out with a different green tea uh, IPA, which was my favorite beer now. It's my favorite beer. I had had a nice little tall one. It was phenomenal. You got to go check it out. Four Peaks. They have all different types of stuff. Plus, we're doing our NFL draft party over there. Check that out. It's going to be on April 27th johnny bo the whole crew will be out there we'll all be out there hanging out watching the cardinals draft hopefully they get a lot of picks because they're going to trade down and still maybe get will anderson who knows we'll see but it's going to be fun so check out four peaks at any convenience store any grocery store really especially circle k and uh remember you must be 21 and over and enjoying responsibly
0: Carlos said, "Thank you, Circle K, for the five hundred dollar gift card." Carlos, did was Carlos our Carlos winner? Carlos was our winner. Carlos, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Carlos, and Congrats, his, Carlos, Carlos,
2: and his wife came into the studio. Oh, fantastic! Got, got his card, got to t- take a tour of the facilities and stuff, and uh, he was he was so nice. His wife was terrific. Yeah. So, shout out to Carlos. Oh, he's, he's a real awesome. one.
0: Okay, a couple more things uh, around the CBA. Let's just dive into this one. The salary cap—it's a heavy one. Let's talk about it. Gerald, you're the numbers guy.
3: Yeah, so I think the number was 17.5 million above the luxury tax line is where that second luxury tax apron is going to be. And once you get past that point, it triggers a number of things. Um, Apparently, you're not going to have a mid-level exception anymore. You're not going to be able to send cash in trades. Uh, You're not going to be able to trade first round picks that are seven years out anymore. So basically, a lot of the things that happened with the Kevin Durant trade would no longer be legal under this new rule. Um, I understand what they're going for, but this to me feels like the other owners realize they're in the majority. They looked at the five or six owners that are willing to spend a lot of money to field contenders out there like us, Golden State, the Clippers, um Boston team, Dallas even, teams that want to put money down to win a championship and have every right to do so if they're willing to pay those luxury tax payments and fines. And they said, we don't want to spend for our teams. We're in smaller markets, and so we're just going to gang up on these teams that want to spend and make it harder for them to feel the competitive roster with some of these triggers once you get to that second luxury tax apron. Um, Personally, I think it's bullshit. I need to see more details on how all of these things work specifically, but that's going to make it really hard for the Suns moving forward to field a competitive roster because you look at how many guys they have on the books for next season, it's only like six or seven, and they've already, they're have already they already up against the salary cap, already up against the luxury tax, and they're still going to need to devote money to their veteran minimum signings, to guys to round out the rest of the roster, and this is going to make it a lot more difficult if they can't have access to the mid-level um, and things of that nature. So it's, it's really bad timing when we finally get a fucking owner who wants to come in here and spend money to make our team competitive. And it's like, ah, nah. I love it when you talk nerdy to me. (laughs) So
2: so one of the things that, that again, we, we got to find out the nuance of all this, right? Mm -hmm. There are ways to be able to pay guys. And I'm wondering if this is again, when we're talking about investment, are these investments going to count against the salary cap? You know what I'm saying? so could you pay a guy Five, $10 million worth of investment, whatever the case may be, um, and that not count against the cap. W- you're going to find ways to circumvent shit. I'm promising you that if you give these NBA teams a way to circumvent it, they will. They will find a way. So I wonder about that little particular part. But again, I do agree with you. Uh, for the, the problem is it, it's, it's a catch-22, right? You have five or six teams that are willing to spend and go crazy. Um, we've seen in baseball the same thing is happening in baseball, and you basically have ha- you you're going to always have a constant separation of the haves and the have-nots because some teams just will not they will not do it they will not spend a billion dollars on payroll to be the most competitive baseball team in in, in in the world. Same thing in the NBA. You will have teams that will just refuse to do it, and there should be a a, a floor in my opinion for every NBA team. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the cap is the cap. I, I don't I don't even know what to think about that. But the floor to me is the way you can kind of combat that a little bit, because a lot of teams are just willing to just tank and never be competitive. And they're spending the and they're making money salaries. because of
0: the way that the exactly. mon- the revenue is shared amongst yes. all 30 franchises. And that's not fair either. And that's not fair to that fan base either. So I don't know. I think- There's a little bit of both here but I'm just mostly pissed because now we have deep pockets owner and y'all want to just be like, you can't play that game anymore. Yeah, but like, there's really? one
1: reason this happened. They, Rude. they wanted a hard salary cap and the player said no, right? They right. wanted a cap. You can't spend above this. Mm. So this was the way they got around it by saying, okay, we're not going to cap it, but we're going to make it really difficult to do anything beyond a certain point. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, it's about competitive balance. they, they want the the whole league to have a chance, but, and in years past, I might be like, this is great. But yeah, now it feels like we're screwed because (laughs) they changed it, changed the rules just when we started playing by the game that everybody else Exactly.
3: Well, and that's the thing that bothers me, I think, is that if they're okay, if you're pushing for a hard cap to try to limit that outlandish spending, like I, I just, I don't, Understand it because it's only five or six teams that fit these qualifications heading into this offseason like if it was the whole league I would have a concern like okay maybe we're heading towards baseball where the major markets that have more money to pump in are just going to dominate the league and that's no fun but that's not the case like we're talking about Phoenix in that mix we're talking about Dallas we're talking about like markets that are big obviously but not like the new yorks or Or the la's LAs or that type of shit so this
1: this is all about golden
3: state i mean they were what yeah 400
1: million into the tax they were okay but
3: but it shouldn't but if you're gonna do that why only 17 and a half million like you can make that line higher to where the outliers actually are i i just i feel like 17 and a half above the luxury tax is not, not very far enough yeah. up yeah it's not it's barely
0: anything and what Gerald you- made a really good point when we were talking about this earlier today he had said the dynasties in the NBA they're good for the league as a whole mm-hmm. and i feel like dynasties like golden state and like even la things like that that's good for the NBA globally mm-hmm. they've been talking they've been putting so much effort into the gr- into growing the game around the entire world when you, it's really hard for a fan. And I know we have a lot of fans who live in other parts of the world, but it is probably very difficult to have an allegiance to like the Suns When you live in a part of the world where you don't have access to the Suns in that way, where you can really fall in love with them in that way, but you can totally fall in love with the golden state warriors and the Lakers when they're winning championships all the time, Mm -hmm. like the bulls back in the day. Mm -hmm. And like, that's good for the league as a whole. It's good for the game of basketball as a whole. I right. think
1: their argument would be super teams haven't been good for the league because it does create more of an incentive to tank for the Wembees, and and it does create a chasm in a lot of ways. And they, they built the play-in to try to counteract that. Because in most years where OKC's sitting now, they would have just pulled the plug. Everybody would be sitting. They'd be trying to lose out, right, because there's no shot at the
3: playoffs. But but it's also good for their ratings. Like the Warriors run was some of the best ratings they've seen in recent years. And obviously there are outliers, like the Suns and Bucks Finals was a really high rated Finals because it was two teams that hadn't been there in a long time with very energetic and passionate fan bases. Um, it, it's just it's strange to me that you know, the response would be to try and shut down some of those dynastic teams because nobody looks back at Michael Jordan's run in the 90s. And looks at it like, man, I was sick of those bulls. i I wanted them to lose so bad. Like, not sure. True. Fans do that. Fans <laughs> do that. But it was good for the NBA. Like when you think of the '90s and their ratings, they were off the charts. It was good for the league
1: office, but you would argue in this case, the Indianas of the world, the Orlandos of the world, the smaller markets. Is it good for them to have? Golden State and these teams being able to do this or is it better for them to have more talent on the market with less people that uh, that are willing to spend huge money so then they have a shot at keeping their own guys or bringing in. Some of these guys that now are going to be in the free agent market where they may not have. been.
3: It's it's a mixed question, though, because I feel like a lot of that comes down to ownership. What are you willing to do to bring talent to your market? Like if you're a rich boy, if you're a rich guy who's also a broke boy, <laughs> yeah. sell your fucking team.
0: Like, get a, do something boy. else. So,
3: Put your money somewhere else and give mm-hmm. it to someone who's going to be willing to spend fucking money on being competitive and winning titles.
0: Also, a lot of it also comes down to how well are you drafting, too? Look at how many times we had so many decent picks in the draft and we didn't look at the Sacramento Kings <laughs> and how they've navigated the draft over the last decade. Mm-hmm. Like that. You are you going to blame the golden States and the Lakers because you whiffed in the draft yes. eight years in a row? Yes, well,
2: because they've taken all the good scouts too. Saying, it's all just like, so shit. But this doesn't go into effect. Hey, there's, until a lot of, the, there's a lot of next season. No. A next this upcoming next year season. league.
1: So this off this, this free agency period, It's an effect.
2: See, that's the thing that I think is the most effed up about this is that you have structured and you've angled yourself thinking that the dynamics were going to be one way. And now you're going to have to shift big time to try and go a different way. So when James Jones is like, fuck them picks. Mm. Well, guess what picks give you cheaper salaries Mm. and and at a lower uh, lower starting point. So you would be able to take advantage of maybe some of that stuff. But instead, thinking about all that, trading all your picks away for Kevin Durant, now you kind of put yourself in a little bit of a hole, unknowingly, and now the rules have changed, and you got to figure it all out. But they I, will. I'd argue under these
1: rules, you may not have made that KD trade. No, you wouldn't have. No, you wouldn't have. For multitude, no, you wouldn't have. and
3: you wouldn't have made the Terrence Ross signing, because yeah. if you get to that second tax apron, guess what? You can't sign players on the buyout market either. So would <laughs> have doubly screwed the suns
2: here yeah. um
0: this one this one will be the most interesting on how yeah. it kind of cha- shape yeah. changes the you think the shape and out
2: you think gerald was sick of trade machine tuesday <laughs> yeah just wait till we talk about fucking tax oh, bracket no. fucking well, Wednesday. Imagine when you can't make trades and
3: take on more money than you're sending out then <laughs> now trade machine tuesday is going to hey, be a lot more limited
0: can, now can we inter- really will have to look at the math
1: can we A interest you DeAndre Ayton day. for some guy that's making $8 million? Oh, Anybody? <laughs> no? All right, <laughs> then.
0: Nerd, Nerd alert!
1: Oh, I love it. Shit. Okay, oh, and man. then the
0: last <laughs> thing that we'll talk about for now, uh, 65 game minimum, minimum for awards, and awards are now positionless. How are you all feeling about these two things?
2: I love it. I know uh, some people on this panel will not like it, mm. the 65 games at least. Mm. I love it. Um, and the reason why is because I think 17 games, listen, you get injured and you miss a month. I, it's not the same as everybody. Like I'm sorry. Like and and Devin pulled his his groin and he would be the one obviously that stands out the most for us. Uh, he missed a significant amount of time and he's back. He's playing at a high level. Should he be All NBA? Yes, he should. But uh, I think in the normal years and you're ta- you're not really listen. Devin falls into a casualty of the rule, but the rule is really designed to stop you know load Resting. management. That's not that's what it's. Though. That's the thing people It it may or
3: may not. I don't know. That's I kept getting this response when I tweeted out that I had I thought sixty-five is too high. That's that's almost eighty percent of the season. And you look around the league, these are the guys that would be ineligible for all NBA this year if it was sixty five. Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Devin Booker, John Morant, Anthony Davis, Zion. Like these are some of the best players in the league this season. And I get that you want to curb load management, but guess what? Like Load management, the majority of the time, is a team and training staff decision. It's not like guys are telling their coaches, you know what, I'm just not feeling it tonight. I'm going to sit this one out. I feel like that's the misperception that people have about load management is like these guys are coming to their teams and saying, I- I'm I'm kind of banged up. I don't really feel like playing tonight. Like, that's not what it is. And I understand that load management, if you look at the injuries, it doesn't feel like it's working. But I- I'm going to trust the science on this one over people that just have a problem with pe- with players not playing in games because they're hurt. Um I feel like 55-60 that range I would have been perfectly fine with. 65 is is too high. Do
1: you think a guy like Kawhi gives a shit if he's available to win the MVP or not? No. 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 It's not going to stop certain guys, because they're just not going to care all that much about it. And so I don't think I don't think that's going to work the way they intended it. Now, well, all NBA positionless I love that. Love that because right Mm. now we got two guys that are vying for MVP that are both centers, and you can't tell me that one should be on first team All NBA and one should be on second team All NBA. It Mm. makes no sense.
2: Yeah, I I I hear what you guys are saying about load management. I do. I think it's it's those are valid points, but. You know, again, you're talking about okay, let's drop it to 60. Well, that's a quarter of the season. Like that's a lot of games too. That's 22 games. They play too many games. They play 82 well, that's games. That's a different discussion, though. But that's like, what
3: I'm just... saying. They're never going to lower that. So I think we need to lower our expectations for these guys to be like the dudes in the 90s who were John Stockton and Carl Malone and played every fucking game every night. Like that's just not but where why? we're at why? anymore. Well, why do I we have still... to? Why do we have to? Because lower these guys game. are so much more athletic than those guys were. Every. Every cut that they make, every jump that they take is putting different every exertion yeah. on their body. Like, it's just a there's levels to this.
0: Well, not only that, but OK, you talked about with the in-season tournament, It it goes as far as we go with it and the players, right? If they care about it, we're going to care about it. What happens when all of these guys are no longer eligible for these awards? We're all going to stop caring about them. Yeah. Because none of the players we want to get them are going to get them anymore. And then we're going to be like, well, what the hell is the point of this even then?
2: your 24, 25 MVP
0: Landry Shamans. We're
2: already there with the All-Star game. The All-Star game is an absolute joke because you know why? They are voting guys in there that have missed half the fucking season half the time, and nobody gives a shit about it. The guys that really want to be there, the guys that have been busting their ass and played all 41 or 55, 56 games now, it seems like, uh, to get into the All-Star game, and the fans are voting, you know, for their favorite players, obviously. I mean, that's not fair either, but, like, the, the All-Star game is literally a joke because nobody gives a shit in that game, and half the dudes that are playing in that game have missed half the season anyway. Like, I just... Yeah, I'm man. not on board with that either. So I, there has to be some happy me. They had to come up to a, a a threshold, and to what I think Gerald's really pointing at is is not necessarily not necessarily like the the fact that guys will miss out on all NBA awards. It's because he wants it at a lower rate, so like 60 or 55 games right. instead of 65. To me, I'm like, I don't know. I again, I I'm always coming from the fans' perspective. If I paid a lot of money to come watch a player play and he's fucking sitting out, even though he's, quote, unquote, been healthy or he doesn't want to play on the back end of a back-to-back. I'm like, well, fuck, man. Why do I have to pay the price because you don't want to play and you're healthy?
0: Yeah, but you're going to tell me that like a guy like Devin Booker or Steph Curry, who I don't think either one of them really do that that often, No, no. don't deserve to get awards this year they're the because exception, of what not they the missed.
2: They're, they're the exception, not the rule. I don't think they're I the don't exception. Know. I, I feel think like, they are. I feel like one
3: report came out about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George being a lot more selective about wanting to take nights off, and that's off, two. And that's two players. And everybody took that and ran with it, and assumed that these superstars like don't want to fucking play and we'll take nights off when they can. That's not the case. Like, these teams are trying to protect their investments. They're trying to prepare for the playoffs because they play too many fucking games. 82 is too many. 82 is not too many. It is too many. It's It's been too many. many. That's what the science tells us. That's why so many of these guys get injured, because we have back-to-backs, because we have three games and four nights and bullshit like that that we shouldn't have anymore. We hate back-to-backs. But they're never going to reduce the number of games, so this is what they circumvent to get around that. So the
2: argument shouldn't be reducing the games. It should be spreading the games out. Out Like not having back. They have plenty of time in the schedule to not have back to backs. But the NBA, for whatever reason, continues to do that. Like the Suns are going to play what uh, three games in four nights. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're going to have a back to back to end of the season. Like that's that's the bullshit part to me is like you should be spreading this out instead of making teams do back-to-backs because of travel reasons or arena you know usage and all this other stuff that's what i think because these guys ball year round they take like one or two weeks off maybe three in the off season and they're right back to training playing going hard like you know me, there's a no difference, difference
3: though there's a difference between summer run and nba
2: 48 minute basketball like you know yeah, summer is way more physical sometimes Physical, and then you also remove taxing. the it's travel different.
0: and all of the things that come along with the season as well. I right. think they're different.
1: I think we're missing something here that could be problematic, though. First team All-NBA and, and All-NBA actually plays a part in what a guy can get paid, right? Yes. Yeah, so now, now, you're, now, now you're making it where a change. team can be like, hey, you're sitting out. And now you don't qualify for that. Now I don't have to pay you as much.
2: Yeah, right. that's not a good look for the team, though. Cause that's just, that shit—that shit'll get around. You don't
1: think that shit's
0: gonna
2: happen? It, that though? shit'll get around, and yeah. that team will not be no. Getting some,
0: I think they're gonna agents s- very much. They're gonna stop putting those type of things in contracts, and agents are gonna say, "Well, this is irrelevant nowadays. Mm-hmm. I want to actually get paid more money." This escalator mm-hmm. is not what we're we're accepting that's anymore. Exactly what'll happen? It's gonna end up coming back on the ownership. They're gonna have to pay more, and then they're gonna have to navigate that salary mm-hmm. cap even more. It's just gonna become irrelevant as if if it gets to the point where. If the players decide, F it, I don't care. I'm not going to harm myself to try and reach the threshold to get these awards and they stop caring about it, mm. it's going to become irrelevant. I, and I it'll just, only take a few years for it to completely die, and that's the unfortunate part. We're, yeah.
1: we're not even know. talking about my favorite part of this CBA, though. What? The, uh, the restricted free agency. Now they have, instead of 48 hours... 24 hours, and I don't think they went far enough. Oh. I think they should have went to 24 minutes. <laughs> How entertaining would it be if you had 24 minutes to decide if you're matching the contract? That's good television right there. I mean, we, the that's really the suns I think we should.
2: <laughs> I think we should. The, second, the Suns are on yes, the
1: clock. The Suns are just like the the a no You're on the
0: clock. God. you got, You got a picture of the war room. I mean... That's really fast math, but, Espo. But honestly, you look at it,
1: the Suns did it in what, like an hour, if that, in mm. the matching? You know if you're going to match a guy or not. Why are you taking a full day other than to screw the team that signed him to to the offer sheet? I, I, I like that they shorten that, too. Less BS in the offseason that you got to sit around on. Teams, I think you brought this up, Gerald, when we were talking about it, teams are going to be more likely to take a chance mm-hmm. on signing a guy to a sheet because it's not going to tie you up for two two days and hurt your chances at other free agents. I like this a lot. Yeah.
0: So we do have a super chat. Let me find it here real quick.
2: Chris Cummings. This one, go ahead. Will Booker ever make first team all-star ever? First team all-star Maybe like both. A starting first team
0: all NBA or an all-star starter? Yes. Maybe both. Next year. You think Book both? Will- Book will be
1: at at least an all-star starter next year because there's going to be all sorts of freaking uh, uh, eyes on this Suns team next year with him and KD. I think there are going to be a lot more national games. People are going to be watching Book. I think the fans are going to go to vote for KD and vote Book, too. Uh, I think he gets in there next year.
3: I hope I'm wrong on this. I don't think he'll be an all-star starter. I think there are just too many major market stars that are – bigger names that are like we've seen what the votes are for all-star starting. And he is just way off from where he needs to be. He needs like an endorsement from a K-pop star or someone like that. Yeah. Um, we thought
0: Kendall would put him over the edge and that didn't would. work. That so. yeah, close.
3: Well, she only tweeted once. We need, we yes. need more. She did not though, support her man. All right. Though. Well, I guarantee he told her not to send but, stuff out. But think oh, about it. Katie anyway. has,
1: has been the, the leading vote getter before. Uh, in an yeah, all-star. KD's gonna yeah, get him. Yes, but now K D fans are going to be watching book two. Right? That is true. And they, that uh, might help. And yeah, That'll he, help. They, he may get tandem votes with KD. That'll I can't help. believe we're
3: debating this in uh, but April. I, I'm <laughs> just I'm sorry, I'm not gonna say that he's gonna get more votes than John Morant, Steph Curry. Like I, I but I I like I said, I'd be happy to be wrong on that. Um and then for the all NBA, yeah, if he stays healthy, I feel like he would have had a good case this season for first team. He made mm-hmm. it last year. Um, so I, I think he has a good I think chance. He still of that. does
2: have a good case for it this
3: year. For first he's team, he's been playing games?
0: some <gasps> well, I outrageous mean, basketball. He wrestling. has been
3: playing fantastic, uh, but like he's starting next year, sixty-five games. So he'd be, he would have been ineligible this year if those things were in place. Thankfully, they're not. I think he's missed too much time, maybe this year. But we'll I, see. I think second or third
1: is more likely. But if you look at what he's done since he's come back from the injury. It's otherworldly. And you look at the record with him and without him this year, and it makes the argument of just how valuable he is.
0: Okay. Well, we are coming up on 75 minutes in this post game show. So I think it is time to say goodbye. (laughs) We appreciate you all for hanging with us for so long and always joining in on the conversation in the chat. We will not have a show for you tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be an off day for us, oh, but we will be God. back on <laughs> Tuesday. So plan to hang out with us then. Until we see you on Tuesday, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith, AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
1: hey, 82 games is too many so let's add an 83rd for two teams.
2: Oi oi oi. City Metro magazine controlling and ain't never gonna let go. BHN X though. Gerald Aspo saw pass the oh, ball we hit to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me y'all yeah. always rep the family.